The Adam Crowley Show. Love you, 970 ESPN. It's Adam Crowley, I think it is. He's a good guy. He really is. He's a good host. I enjoyed it, you know? And now we're talking about a weekly spot of the show. And I'm just telling Adam, I better be picked. Freebies are open. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. I'm wearing a diaper, and it's going to be a dandy of a show. The Crowley Show, 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley, where you can see me in a diaper, along with Brian LaMartina and Tom Offerman. It's going to be a dandy of a show because we've got Dickie V, baby, at 520 to talk all things college basketball. In the cheese tees today, where we're all wearing diapers, I get a little flustered. I think that's natural. I had somebody comment, this is who ESPN Pittsburgh chose to replace David Todd. Well, yeah, actually it is. couple of things there. Number one, you don't need to treat your sports like vegetables. Because sports are supposed to be fun. And if information's your thing, I ain't going to knock you for it. But we can give you information, and we can be weird about it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's sports. It's not anything more important than sports, and it never really has to be. It's a ball going through a hoop. It's a ball going in a net. It's a stupid disc that slides along the ice as people run around with freaking knives on their feet. It's sports. It's supposed to be fun. So get off your high horse and shove it. Number two which I could have done comfortably in that diaper. The ratings are up 500% since I took over. And I'm not a guy who's just trying to get ratings. I just do a good radio show. And if you wanted that guy to be around, you should have listened. That's the reality. So sorry to disappoint, but I don't think I am disappointed. And in fact, actually, I know that I'm not disappointed. 412-922-274. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I've come around to believing West Virginia's going to beat Villanova. We've got the size advantage. we got the coach advantage. we got the us against the world advantage. I'm fired up. I'll talk to Dickie V about that. Pitt basketball reportedly just offered Dan Hurley $3 million a season. That would make Hurley the 14th highest paid coach in NCAA basketball. That would mean that Pitt, who's already on the hook for $9.5 million, would have to pay their coach a salary in keeping with somebody who's the 14th highest paid coach in college basketball. Two things there. Number one, that would be stupid. Number two, it ain't real. Someone within Pitt's athletic department leaked this so that they look good whenever he either stays at Rhode Island or goes to UConn. Well, we made a competitive offer. There's nothing that Pitt fans like more than to think that they're competitive. It happens all the time. We beat Miami. We're going to be really good next year. We'll see. We beat Clemson. We're going to be really good next year. Eh, you were 5-7. and seven. Pitt fans think that they're putting a competitive offer out there. It's brilliant PR. But they ain't going to pay a guy $3 million. Certainly not when they're already on the hook for 9.5.
The Steelers signed Morgan Burnett to a three-year, $14.5 million deal. He'll be making less money than Mike Mitchell, and he's a better player than Mike Mitchell. Didn't somebody tell you that the Steelers were going to be able to keep Le'Veon Bell and still help their defense? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was me. The station across the street, they'll tell you, you can either do one or the other. You can bring in Le'Veon Bell, or you can have a good defense. There is no other way. I don't know who I'm impersonating there, but they sure sound cool. So you know it's not somebody from the station across the street. The Steelers always had enough money to slap Lev with the tag and go out and get quality players. They got a really quality player in Morgan Burnett. The Steelers right now, right now, are better than the team that took the field against the Jacksonville Jaguars and lost their opening round playoff game. They're better. Fact. Morgan Burnett, better player than Mike Mitchell. He's a sure tackler. Mike Mitchell, not so much. He'll lay the wood. He's not always going to get you on the ground. He's also a smart player. So they're better at that position. Maybe less defensive breakdowns on the back end. And hey, he'll help get people on the ground. Steelers are also better at the inside linebacker position than they were at the end of last year. They're not better than when they had Ryan Shazier, but they are better than the last version of the Pittsburgh Steelers that we saw. This dude, John Bostick, that guy, he's a better player than Sean Spence. He's a better player than Tyler Matikiewicz. Both guys are solid. Both guys are going to be plugged in. Both guys are going to make the Steelers' defense better than what it was when they took the field against Jacksonville at the end of the year. Period. End of story. So for all the shock jocks out there, and you can accuse me of a lot of things. I am absurd. I am weird. I do a lot of nutso stuff. But you can't call me a shock jock because I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen, and I'm going to be right about it. The Steelers got a dude to play safety, a dude to play linebacker, and they kept the dude who's running the football. The all-pro who's running the football. They told you across the street it couldn't happen. They lied. That guy below me, the super genius, he said it couldn't happen. It did. I don't call myself the super genius. I'm not on an FM signal. Well, I suppose they say I am. But I'm always right. And I'm weird. And I'm entertaining. That's why the ratings are up 500%. 4129222874. You ready for the information? Ugh! I just tried to crack my fingers. It didn't work. Really going to take some luster off of this portion of the segment. This dude's going to be a perfect two-down safety. And on third down, whoever the Steelers draft, you figure he can be the free. And you can move Morgan Burnett to the dime safety. The Steelers have sucked in dime defense the last couple of years because they've flexed William Gay into that position. Dear, sweet, baby Jesus, that ain't going to work. William Gay, not a good run supporter. This Morgan Burnett can run support. Morgan Burnett, good, closer to the line of scrimmage, good in the middle of the field. William Gay, his last season, good nowhere. The Steelers are better today than they were at the end of last year, and they kept their all-pro running back. But please, keep listening to those guys across the street. Please, keep listening to that guy downstairs. Please, go everywhere for your information where they're not taking their pants off. Is that what turns you off? That we're weird? Of course not, because the ratings are up 500%. And then I'm right! 
I'm the guy who's the smart one and the guy who's wearing the diaper. I'm just better than them. I got called by a media friend this morning who was listening to that station across the street. Told him he should have been listening to Stan. But he was looking at, listening to Crook and Phony. And he said that Crook said that he doesn't know if Burnett's a good player because he's never seen him play. But he has seen the Honey Badger. This just in, Cook's line. He hasn't seen either of them. He just knows Tyron Matthews' name's the Honey Badger. He's got a cool nickname. That's the guy the Steelers need to go after. I've heard that guy's name. That means he's the better player. Morgan Burnett's the better fit. Because Morgan Burnett can play dime. He can also play free, and he can play strong. He's versatile. The Steelers didn't have enough of that last year. Period. Sean Davis was brought in to be the guy who's going to cover the tight end. How'd that go against Rob Gronkowski? Not good. Morgan Burnett can do that a little bit more. Morgan Burnett can stop the run. Morgan Burnett can be interchangeable. That's what you need in today's NFL. You need players who can be versatile in multiple systems. The Patriots, they get guys who they can play in different circumstances. The Steelers, they need to get better in that area, and they have this offseason. Kevin Colbert's done a hell of a job this offseason, and you don't know about it because those people across the street are telling you he missed out on a guy he never should have been in on in the first place. If you listen to sports talk in this town, and you do because you're listening to me, but if you listen across the street, you'd think that getting better on defense would have come at the expense of not re-signing Bell. That was the sexy narrative. That's what was being pushed. That's what was being spun every single flipping day since the end of the season. Then when Le'Veon Bell had his tag offered to him, the conversation resurfaced. Then Tyron Matthew becomes a free agent, and the conversation doesn't evolve at all, but it's the same conversation. You see what they do is they recycle things. They talk about the same damn things all the time when one particular circumstance pops up that gives them the opportunity to do it. You want to know why they do it that way? Because it's lazy. That narrative was a flat-out lie. If a stiller sign belt ain't going to get better on defense, to quote the President of the United States, wrong. The Steelers are going to have Bell under contract for at least the 2018 season. They've been able to make two upgrades in the defense already. Morgan Burnett's better than Mike Mitchell. John Bostick's better than what they had on the inside in the absence of Ryan Shazier. How were they able to do this? I don't understand. How did it happen? I don't get it. I'll give hot takes. I'm quite good at them, but I won't lie to you to try to get y'all fired up. I'm also informed. I've told you since the start of the offseason that the Steelers would be able to help the defense and keep Bell. Well, here we are at the crossroads of Crowley was right and everyone else across the street was wrong. 200 Fleet Street right, wherever the bleep they are, wrong. This has gone down without the Steelers even having drafted yet. It serves the reason that the Steelers will still draft a safety and an inside linebacker. So they've now gotten better with veterans at each of those positions. And, 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 and they're going to add depth. 
and, 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 and they get to keep the all-pro running back. How about that? 412-922-2874. Matt Williamson going to be joining me in about seven and a half minutes here on the Crowley Show. He, of course, from Steelers Nation Radio, the Locked On NFL podcast, and all over this damn cluster. He'll tell you how good both the players the Steelers signed are and how much better the Steelers are right now on the defensive side than they were last year. Because guess what? They are. And guess what? I told you so. 412-922-2874. By the way, our cheese teases usually get about 1,000 views. This one's already got 4,000. I think it's because my pecs are sexy. Yeah, that, that's what I'd guess. Mm. I'd, you look good. The still frame is not flattering to us. It's not? Nope. Because it zoomed, well, not me, it zoomed right in on my crotch. The play sign, right where the old twig and berries dangle. <laughs> so I guess that's convenient. The reason we're wearing diapers, Dick Vitale of ESPN will be joining us today at 520. Dickie V did not know what time it was when he woke up this morning, I don't think. I think Dickie was pounding a couple of alcoholic beverages last night, woke up and thought it was much later in the day. I Uh joke, I kid. Here's why. Tom, our intrepid producer, reached out to the great one, Dick Vitale, and said, hey, why don't you come on with us 520 on Tuesday? Because he said he'd come on once the sweet, Sweet 16 came around. At about 9.20 this morning, Tom has a message saying, I'm calling, no one's picking up. Then another one. I'm calling, no one's picking up. Oh, I'm sorry. It was 520 Eastern Standard Time. Dick, I don't know where you are right now, man. But at nowhere in the world, at 908 or whatever the hell time it was that you called, was it 520 anywhere else? Time zones tend to stick to an hour. They do. Somehow he time-traveled like an extra 20 or so minutes. I don't know what the hell happened, but I'm concerned that he's slipping. He might get fired by AT&T Sports Network. Oh, no. 412-922-2874, the number. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Matt Williamson, up next, probably fully clothed. It's the Crowley Show. Hey, this is Richard Bezzi for the Ford King Shows Ford. It's Truck Month, and now that we all know it's Truck Month, it's also SUV Month. We have to sell more SUVs because we have to get rid of those off of the lot to make room for all these Ford F-150s coming in. So 2018 Ford F-150s, it's Truck Month in both of our locations. Remember, beautiful new buildings, one in Wexford, one in Harmerville. It's Truck Month. We have it. If you want it, it's time to buy a truck, and it's time to visit Schultz Ford in Wexford and Schultz Ford in Harmerville. I mean, these things are actually pretty comfortable to pee in. Yeah, they're not bad. It's, I've gone twice since we've had them on, and I, I don't feel anything. I didn't try number it? two, though. You didn't? I didn't try two. I'll try that later. I tried one. I'll let you know how it goes. This report is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alarm. Mmm. got a text from Matt Williamson. He's going to join us in a few moments here on the show. He says, call his cell. We were trying his home number. We like it when his wife picks up. She's such a delight. She goes, you waiting for Matt? And we say, yes. And she says, let me get him. It's a lot more pleasant than, hello. I guarantee you that that's the first thing he's going to say. If I say, hey, Matt, he'll go, hello, hello, hello. Or he'll say, hello. 
I that's a good get. That's yeah. a good bet right there. I'd love to take you up on it, but I'm pretty sure he's going yeah. there. He'll do the triple hello, which kills me every time, or he'll just do the hello. But he's doing one of the two. Steelers, if you don't know, signed Morgan Burnett. They signed John Bostic. John Bostic, an inside linebacker, 50th overall pick in 2014. Got pedigree. He's just been banged up for most of his career. And Morgan Burnett, same kind of thing. Been banged up throughout his career, but a really good football player. But don't take my word for it. Take this guy's word for it. Matt Williamson. Hello, my friend. How are you? Damn it! I thought you were going to say, hello, hello, hello. I did not. How about that? Well, you lost me like 30 bucks, man, so thanks. <laughs> days, wa- days wages. Days wages. What do you think about the Morgan Burnett signing? Three years, 14 and a half mil. I like everything about it. I mean, I'm shocked they got him at that price, first of all. Um, I had written an article before free agency opened, safeties I would target, and he was pretty much at the top of my list for the Steelers. Um, does everything well. I wouldn't say he's a superstar at any facet of the position, but a very, very solid player, uh, supposedly excellent in the locker room, leader, uh, has played a lot of snaps, but I wouldn't consider him old, very good tackler. You know, some, a lot of these things here I've said we didn't get from this position last year. Uh, versatile, you know, I think he's more strong than free probably better against the run than pass, but again, doesn't have massive, massive strengths or glaring, glaring weaknesses, and I like it a lot. You already mentioned the position last year, but compare and contrast him with Mike Mitchell, who's no longer with us. He'll be asked to do different things. I mean, they're both veterans. They probably have similar body types in terms of size and things, but Burnett's more of a strong uh, Mitchell's more of a single high guy, although I didn't think that was necessarily, you know, I don't think Mitchell was exactly Ed Reed back then. No, no, no. Or Earl Thomas, you know, especially the late. Um, but Burnett, I think, will be asked to do more things near the line of scrimmage. I mean, this is more invading Sean Davis's territory. Well, that brings me to that question then, right? So Sean Davis, I think that that's the kind of player that he is. I mean, you just described all of, I think, his best attributes. The Steelers are still certainly going to draft a safety, and I would imagine that they're going to try to look for a guy who can play center field, yes? And then if you've got Morgan Burnett, maybe you can have him on the field on first and second down, and in passing situations, when you go to your dime defense, whether it's first, second down, or whenever, you can use Burnett in that dime role, yes? Well, I don't think Burnett's ever going to come off the field. I mean, I think he's a legit starter. He's going to be one of your best 11, no matter the situation. Um, the thing he didn't mention, and our boy Dale Lawley's been saying this for a while, and he knows a thing or two about a thing or two, I think Cam Sutton's going to be the free safety. And I think that gets your best players on the field. Mm-hmm. I like that move a lot. And so I think your top three safeties, as they stand today, are much better than they, than they were with Sutton as your free Burnett as your strong, Davis as your dime slash do it all, Jason or Devin McCourty type, you know, with some corner background, but also is a demotion for him that maybe he shouldn't be on the field as much as he was until proven otherwise. And you add a second or third round pick into that room. It doesn't sound so bad. No, it doesn't sound bad at all. And it's certainly, Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show, uh, add some versatility to the lineup, something that I don't think they had enough of last year. Yeah, I mean, if you have Sutton and Davis as two of your top three safeties, 
They have corner backgrounds heavily, especially with Sutton. You know, he can come down and play the slot if Hilton's not out there. And you see that a lot around the league. Corners turn safeties, and everyone's getting smaller. You know, Burnett. And the other thing that this plays on is you don't have Shazier, obviously, and Bostick is not a Shazier replacement, but you might play more big nickel. You might play more dime instead of nickel in passing situations with Burnett close to the line of scrimmage in a pseudo linebacker role, you know, and Davis and Sutton is you're too high or, you know, so even if they draft a, a strong safety type, I'm not sure that that's all bad. If Sutton's what I think he can be. What happened to keep his price tag down? Because coming into free agency, I, I think don't get it. me neither, man. I think a lot of people would have said that this is a guy who might be the best safety on the board. And all of a sudden, the Steelers get him for $14.5 million over three years. They're going to pay him less than they paid Mike Mitchell. Yeah, and the trend that I didn't see coming, especially with people with so much cap room you know, outside of Pittsburgh, Kenny Vaccaro, Eric Reed, Trey Boston, there's a lot of safeties that have put together quality tape and good resumes similar to Burnett that haven't signed yet. And maybe there's going to be a tidal wave that hits now, but I would thought those guys were all $8 million a year type of guys. There was this narrative that was pushed out by people that I think are dum-dums during this offseason that if the Steelers wanted to get better on defense, they needed to not bring back Le'Veon Bell, something that I thought was ludicrous from day one. Obviously, I didn't expect them to get Morgan Burnett on the deal that they got him, but I think that effectively flushes that narrative down the toilet, doesn't it, Matt, with the Steelers getting better at linebacker, better at safety, and still getting to keep their all-pro running back for a year? Yeah, and the best is yet to come in the draft, hopefully at linebacker as well, and it wouldn't shock me if they draft two of those guys, to be honest with you, of different types. Um, Yes, but I was also one of those dum-dums, to be honest with you, that I thought, and I still believe this, that signing Bell to a long-term deal is the worst thing to do. I mean, I, I, I think he's still, you know, and I would have handled it, I would have handled it like this. Slap him with the franchise tag and in a Jarvis Landry-like fashion, listen to offers. You know, and if that meant getting something good in return for him and allowing me to go sign Avery Williamson, now Bradham, as well as what we have here and, you know, Deion Lewis. You know, if I could have got a lot, I would have listened just because I think his value was probably maximized at the end of last year. You know, that, that stretch, 2016, that, that stretch where he was just awesome. And I thought he took a step back last year. And, again, he's a great player. I'm not giving him away for, you know, what they got for Landry, a fourth-round pick, something like that. But if the deal would have been right, I would have listened. And in the end, I think you franchise him, run him into the ground again, and sayonara. And that's fine. Yeah, I think, to me at least, and we can maybe have the disagreement of opinion there, I think that's the best-case scenario is you get to keep your all-pro running back with Ben Roethlisberger for one more year, uh, the defense does get better, and then you see what you get in the draft to really make the big difference there. Uh, Matt, you already said that Bostick is not... Quick, I, yeah. I, I have no problem with that as long as they don't ignore running back. I mean, I think that, that the running back's number three need right now. You know, that they better use a second or third round pick on a running back that maybe will be Bell's successor, but at a minimum is pushes Connor is better than Connor. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't trust what's behind Bell, nor do I trust Bell to give you 16, 20 games. Yeah. Last year, the first year where you really felt good about Le'Veon Bell's health 
and that's one out of four. So 25% of the time he's played all the games. That's not good enough. The workload's insane. It is, and it is a matter of time before you get dinged really at any position in this league, but running back, certainly. You mentioned that Ryan Shazier, uh, or pardon me, that Bostic is not Ryan Shazier, certainly, um, but he is definitely better than Sean Spence. He is better than what they had behind Ryan Shazier. Uh, how good of a player can this guy be? Yeah, I like this signing as well. Um, he's a lot more Vince Williams, though, than Shazier. You know, historically in this 3-4, you've had the heavier thumper and you've had the run-and-hit guy. He's certainly more of the heavier thumper. I mean, he's a downhill guy. He will hit you. He's much better against the run. Um played a lot of snaps for Indianapolis, but their linebackers were basically the worst in the league, you know, and didn't have much around them. He runs, he's not slow though. I mean, he runs reasonably fast in a straight line. I think he was like a four, six, one guy, his combine. And you know, maybe he doesn't play quite that fast, but he's not slow. He just doesn't change directions real abruptly or fluidly. Um, you know, and that's a problem, obviously. I mean, you gotta be light on your feet and changing directions at the second level. So I think he's a lot like Vince Williams, and not the answer, but I would feel a lot more comfortable playing the Jags in the playoffs with Bostick and Vince Williams than what they trotted out there. So this is a question that I think you kind of answered there. I look at it like this. I yeah. mean, if, if that meeting room ends up being Williams and Bostick, a first-round pick who we really like in as an athlete, you know, Evans or one of those type of guys, and maybe a fourth or fifth-round pick that's 225 pounds that can really run and be a special teams demon and a situational guy for you. Now you're talking. Steelers better right now. You kind of alluded to it, but better right now than they were at the end of the season? I think the defense is. You know, the safety position I feel a lot, a lot more comfortable with especially if the Sutton thing comes to fruition. Uh, yeah, I think so, but not by leaps and bounds. Last couple of so things. every team, so is every team they're playing. That's true. Matt Williamson joining me here <laughs> on the Crowley Show. Uh, unless you just lost a, a big-time quarterback, then you're not going to be as good. But True. You know, how about that one right there, man? Throw, how about that, man? throw it right back in your face there. I uh, got this tweet. Sutton is not better than Davis, and for anyone to say that is not a credible evaluator, including Matt Williamson, so stop with that. I'll tee it up for you, Matt. Um, you never said that he was better than Davis. You said he was different than Davis. And I'd like him better. I mean, if I were to bet right this second who's going to have a better career, Sutton or Davis, I would say Sutton. Nice. We've seen far fewer snaps of Sutton, but I've liked the snaps I've seen of Sutton. I've not liked the snaps I've seen of Davis lately. I think Sutton has a very high football IQ. He was a team captain at Tennessee, played a little safety at the Senior Bowl and looked fine doing it, and certainly has the skill set to really excel there as a deep center fielder, get guys aligned, long-term answer, but also walk down in the slot and play man coverage, those type of things. I just, uh, I mean, uh, Davis to me is disappointing where, you know, you looked at him and thought maybe he's a man covered safety. I think that's why he was drafted. But, you know, he's a strong safety in this system, but he certainly isn't Paul Amalu. You know, I mean, he's not great by the line of scrimmage. He misses tackles. I don't love the way he plays a run. I think there's ability there, but Sutton to me, if I had trusted either one of them in center field right now, it would be Sutton. 
What did you think of Artie Burns' performance last year? Very up and down, inconsistent. There's certainly ability there. Again, I think that we have to put a little bit of an asterisk next to, to Davis and Burns, who were drafted in the same class. I think they were drafted with high a percentage of man coverage in mind. You know, that we're going to make the switch against the, the Patriots, and they didn't make the switch as much as we thought. And I think they both would be better as man coverage players, despite what Davis did against Gronkowski. Um, the thing about Burns that I hope goes away, but I bet it kind of never will, there's three or four plays where I look at it and I think, I have no idea what he's thinking on that play. You know, and sometimes it's against the run against the Bears or on a double move or basic cover three and he leaves his zone. Or it happens almost every game. Matt, appreciate the time, man. Thanks a lot, buddy. All right, brother. It's been, it's been a long time. Way too long. You ever worn a diaper? I saw what you guys did there, and I can never re-see it. I can never unsee it. Did you like what Tom had going on for him? Yeah, I spent the week with Tom at Combine and never knew him so intimately as what I just saw there. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Goodbye. All right, brother. I'll see you. He never answered the question, though. I guarantee you Matt Williamson's the kind of guy who goes to concerts and he likes to thump people in the mosh pit, but it's also really tough to get to the bathroom from the mosh pit, so he wears the diaper in the mosh pit. That's classic concert gear for a lot of people. It is, and I guarantee you it's classic concert gear for a guy like Matt Williamson, except I actually know for a fact that that's not true because Williamson, after he goes to the bathroom, number two, how do you? he takes a shower. I went to the combine with him last year. Every time? Every time. Oh, that's got it. That He only can do it at his house or his hotel room. Now, that I agree with him on that one, but mm-hmm. like... And then he has to shower after him. That's why he's got to do it there, so he can shower after. Wow. By the way, had a call during the segment. We got ourselves a smoky report. He's bound to die. Breaker Breaker 1-9 got a 10-43 with a couple Care Bears helping out a lame duck in the Granny Lane at the 31st Street Bridge approaching 28. Lots of rubbernecker going on, so show some care and don't you stare. You see a Miss Piggy, Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Bear in the Bushes, Bear in the Air, you give us a holler. We'll get you home without the extra freight. And remember, always keep your shiny side up and your skin's on the ground. (laughs) Over and out. 412-922-2874. He's bound to die. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just watch your bandit run. Coming up next, we're going to play a game of Would You Rather. And it's the five-minute major Crowley Show. Tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. How can you say that Sutton's going to be a better safety than Davis if you've never seen Sutton play safety? Davis will be starting week one, and you can say whatever you want. Doesn't mean you're right. Saying a third-round corner is better than your second-round safety is ridiculous. This is the third time I'm going to do this today, but two things. Number one, 
You're arguing with a guy who's wearing a diaper. You're taking this way too freaking seriously. <laughs> Number two. You're right. A third round pick's never been better than a second round pick. It's never happened. Hey, you ever heard of Ryan Leaf? Pretty sure Tom Brady, the sixth round pick's a better quarterback than him. Where are you coming at me with all these weird ass takes, man? Eh, just forget about it. Don't be tweeting. You're just going to say something that's going to get you in trouble. Because you're not that bright. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. And again, that guy's going to fire back, right, on Twitter. How dare you say I'm not that bright? What is wrong with you? And I remind you, I'm wearing a diaper. Don't take anything that I say seriously. I'll tell you exactly what the argument. You use Tom Brady and Ryan Leaf. He's going to say, I said three and two, exactly. not six and one. That's exactly. how the argument goes. Well, six and one, half dozen the other. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I posted a blog about just this subject, saying that Kevin Colbert's had a great offseason on DVE's page, but also on ESPN PGH. Is Facebook page. Travis writes, is Colbert really having a great year? He's committing $14.5 million to a player who wants more, won't report to camp, and most certainly won't be around for more than another year. Oh, and let's not forget he's injury prone and one hot pee test away from a full season suspension. Meanwhile, the veterans who want to win are restructuring their deals to stay. Seems to me Colbert needs to rethink things. Hey, Travis, three things. Number one, I'm wearing a diaper. Number two, players restructuring their deals doesn't mean that they lose money. They make the same amount of money, and they help the team. So don't act as if they're dying on a cross. Don't act as if they're giving something up. They're not. They're still making the same amount of money. And thirdly, you really got a problem with Le'Veon Bell having sat out last year whenever he was still one of the best running backs in football? Really? It really bothers you that much? Really bothers you? Why? You wouldn't go to training camp if you didn't have to. If someone asked you to go to training camp and be there the whole time and sit in the hot sun, oh, now I'm talking about myself, let's play a little game of Would You Rather. How's that sound, Tom? You game? I'm game. I'm always down. Brian, you game? I'm up, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm game. Tom, you game? It's I'm you. game. I'm it's game. You. I'm it's game. You game? game. You game? We're all game? We're oh, game. game. Yeah, very good. It's a good game. Would you rather... And I ask this of the audience at 412-922-2874. Are they game? The audience that's yeah, up 500%. Your question is the audience, yeah. the audience game. Yeah, if you're game, you'll call. Yeah. Would you rather have Bostic, Burnett, and Bell... Or Matthew and Bostic and a couple more depth pieces with no belt. Am I going first? I'm not asking you the question. Why are we doing this then? It's would you rather to the audience, and I will tell them what I would rather do. Okay. What you're going to do is you're going to give me some would you rathers. That means you got to come up with them quick, Tom. Yeah, you need to be smart here. So let me just reset that because Tom stepped all over it. Show killer. My God. Would you rather have Bostic, Burnett, and Bell? Or Matthew and Bostic and a couple of more depth pieces 
but no Le'Veon Bell. I think I would probably go with Boston. For the love of God, this is not how it goes. Why are you trying to jump in on the list? What listeners? is wrong with you? Oh. I don't even understand. Wow, you explained it twice. You Jeez. might have the show meeting, too. Probably going to have to explain it again because there's a lot of B names in there and Matthew's spelled all weird. Draw some pictures, maybe. Uh, I could do that. I could tweet something out. Would you rather, Pittsburgh, have Bostic, Burnett, and Bell, or Matthew and Bostic and a couple of more depth pieces with no Bell? Obviously, the Steelers were able to get Burnett on a cheaper deal than what it brought in Tyron Matthew. Now they were able to keep the All-Pro running back who has helped the Steelers win games for four years, and they've begun to shore up both the inside linebacker position and the safety position. This was the smartest move for the Steelers without a doubt. All right, would you guys rather be transported 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past, and you live there permanently? Well, 500 years into the past would have been 1518. Good math, dude. Yeah. That's impressive. Wow. Yeah, and from what I'm reading, the dancing plague of 1518 happened. A, can't, uh, a case of dancing mania broke out in Strasbourg in which many people died from constant dancing. God knows I would get caught up in the hoopla. Yeah, oh, I'm down for the dance off. I yeah. I would die. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump forward 500 years, Brian. And like my first thought is I want to go forward because I want to see what's going on. I think stuff's cool, but I'm actually going back because I'm I'm inventing everything, everything. I'm I'm coming up with the well, they had the wheel in 1600, but like. I'm not a good one, though. Not a good one. I could come with the vulcanized rubber, something. I don't know. I could get the patents on Google before there's even an Internet. I could I could get him on everything. I'd invent the car. The Steelers are much better with Le'Veon Bell. Much better. And at $14.5 million, I know it's a pretty penny. I know you can't go out and get all the defensive players you want to. But it's the best of both worlds. And the Steelers much better with him in the backfield. 147 yards per game. When the Steelers were four and five two years ago, and the Steelers took off last year, Steelers three and two. Ben Roethlisberger struggling. Le'Veon Bell, 126 yards per game. Steelers don't lose again until they play the New England Patriots. Would you guys rather have hands that kept growing as you got older, or feet that kept growing as you got older? I would absolutely rather have feet that keep growing as I get older because that means that something else grows too. Yeah, but big hands, you could be an NFL quarterback. Yeah, but big feet means you know what? I I, I had a thought, but. You, you've you've changed my mind. I'm going with big feet just because of that. I mean, yeah. I actually think that Bostic is a better fit for the Steelers anyhow than Tyron Matthew. I think Bostic is the, the linebacker, so clearly I'm talking about Murray, but Murray is somebody who can play the dime. Murray's somebody who can play, I think, center field if you need him to. Not going to be great at it, but Mike Mitchell wasn't great at it either. You can move him into the box. I think he can be a matchup nightmare for some other teams. He can play that dime position, as I said, but he can take away a tight end. You could put him on a wide receiver. You could put him on a running back. I like that move, and I realize that bringing back Le'Veon Bell doesn't preclude that. Obviously, the Steelers made it work. Uh, losing him meant that maybe they wouldn't have gone out and got him. Maybe they'd have gone out and got Honey Badger, who I don't think is as good of a fit. Would you guys rather know when you're going to die or how you are going to die? Repeat that. Would you rather know when you're going to die or how you're going to die? When? How? I could at least look out for it. Like, if you're going to 
die in a, no, in a cruise. No, you can't, you can't change See, the now method. that's awful. You can't change I mean, the Obviously, method. that's not the rules, Brian. I mean, obviously, you can't change the It's like Final die. Destination. You can try to change it, yeah, but then still it'll still get anyway. Where's that rule? I mean, obviously, it's, obviously, that's why it's a would you rather, because but, if everyone would pick that, Brian. So does that mean everybody who's going to die on a boat or on a cruise ship or something, they can't play this game? Like, if they say to me, hey, you're going you're gonna to sink in a cruise ship and drown. I'm not getting on a cruise ship. I would imagine yeah, you lose your free will at that point. Final Destination, you ever seen that movie? It'll just, death will lead you to a well, cruise like ship a, naturally. A weird catapult will throw me into a car that then Something drives like me to that. a dock with an ejection seat that throws me up You're on the top of the ship. You're going to get chased exactly. by someone who's going to burn you alive, and it's either get burned alive or die in a ship, and that's exactly what's going to happen. You know what else is going to happen? The Steelers, I think, are going to be a team that can win... 14 games this year. They won 13 last year, but the defense is already that much better. It's already that much better. Ryan Shazier is a really good football player. They don't have him, but at the end of last season, they didn't have him either, and they had to deal with Sean Spence, and they had to deal with Tyler Matikiewicz when he wasn't hurt, and LJ Fort. They're better now than they were last year. The offense will continue to hum with Le'Veon Bell. Perfect set of circumstances for your Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, last one. Would you rather be feared by all or loved by all? I want people to fear how much they love me. I want to be loved because that's what I am. I'm a lover. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Andrew tweets, love the jams before each segment. Reminds me of Luke Cage. I think option two, sir. No idea what he was talking about before the option two. And I realize that you'd rather be loved, Andrew. But I think you're feared. Braden says, I don't know what's wrong with Tom. Joe would have gotten the segment. It's a fair point. I'll agree. Sean tweets about the cheese teas. No words, but if Vital's people don't cancel last second after seeing this, you've made it in the business. Or diaper dandies, baby. 520, we're going to figure out if we made it mm, up in the business. 26 minutes till Dick Vital tells me that West Virginia is winning it all. 26 minutes. Look, now, here's the thing, man. You can't hang up on him if he says no. You've Like, over the week, you've had this thing where you hang up on callers who basically say West Virginia's going to lose or they'd like him to lose. If Dickie V doesn't go that way, look, this is a Q1 guest. You can't hang up on him. One more would you rather. Would you rather be able to control fire or water? You know, it's weird. I said the last one was the last one. I guess you couldn't hear that. Yeah, no, I thought that was the last one after the last time you said this is the last, last one. one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you heard that, right? I did. Okay. Good job on you, though, picking it up, man. Nice. You came up with one pretty quick there. Good job. I, I threw Crowley off because of the dick vibe. He's, like, ready to hang up on him if he says no. I would rather control water. Because then you could put out the fire. Bang. Up next... Pitt. Hey! In all kinds I of want trouble. Fire. All I kinds of trouble. Fire. Pitt is in I trouble demand, because they fired their coach. Recognition they fired to get their my coach. Choice. They're in trouble. I and Jim Beheim had fire. his thoughts on it. Damn it. And it's going to make you what? feel really bad fire. to be a Pitt fan, even though they've reportedly fire. thrown $3 million to Denny Hurley to Crowley. Fire. If you're a small business, first impressions can make all the difference. With Grasshopper, you get all the features of a professional business phone system on your mobile phone. Choose a business phone number, make calls, and send texts. Stay connected and work from anywhere with features like Wi-Fi calling and our desktop app. Set up your account in minutes with no long-term contracts and 24-7 customer support. Make your small business big. 
Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com slash radio. That's grasshopper.com slash radio. Fire! I think Yukon's a better job. I demand I think Rhode to be recognized. A better Fire job. Is Why would he even want to leave Rhode Island? He was Fire! a seven seed Fire! this year. Fire! Pitt was a zero Fire! seed. Fire! A zero. Fire! Zero. Fire! I guess 17 Fire! probably is what I should.